This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Kind of combining this with our basketball media day today, so we're going to hear from both head coaches, some players as well, and then we'll get our other false coaches in as well. we got some media members here. They're going to interview the coaches and players afterwards. And We'll start with the UNA women. Coach Tiber's with us. They open up 11 a.m. Monday morning inside of Flowers Hall. Is that better, Coach? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Thank I had the volume blaring. Uh, the first of 29 games this season, 18 A-Sun games, 11 non-conference games, 15 home games. So there's 15 chances to catch the women at home in Flowers Hall. This year's team features five returnees, eight newcomers. Those newcomers are comprised of five freshmen and three transfers, including the A-Sun Defensive Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year, Second Team All, A-Sun Selection. All freshmen last year, Skylar Gill, she's back there as well. Be sure and say hey to her. They, they had a great four-year run through the transition, made the WBI back in year number one, and hosted at least one A-Sun tournament game in three of the four seasons. And here we are, first year of competing for the NCAA tournament as well. Coach Tiber, your 10th year. How excited are you to get this year's team going? Very much so. Uh, Sky Gill sent me a text yesterday, well, actually two days ago, because I told her she had interviews in back-to-back days, and she said, why do you do this to me? <laughs> so you guys are in for a treat, I guess, when she comes up here, but... Very excited. I think I told you a couple weeks ago, uh, just a lot of energy with our team and our coaching staff. And uh, we're just very excited to kick off the year in what better way on uh, on Monday uh, than with 1,200 screaming kids in the gym. So a uh, good way to kick it off. You got a table full of your staff, introduce everybody to us, and you guys wave as she introduces you. Uh, associate head coach Adrian Harlow, um, recruiting coordinator and assistant coach Josh Ashley, Uh, Assistant coach Sierra Edwards in her first year here with us. Uh, My right-hand lady, uh, Kenesha Colson. And then those are our our two players, uh, Skylar Gill and uh, local player. Oh, there, yeah. Jerry uh, Lawamba is our uh, graduate assistant this year. And then Emma Kate Tittle. local player from Deschler High School here with us as well. All right, so we've got a returnee and a newcomer here today, and that kind of sums up the team. A great mix of returnees that have all been here two to three years, the eight newcomers. What's it been like seeing this team find its identity since they arrived back in June? You know, it's been a long time, so we are definitely ready to play. Um, And I'll tell you what, yesterday after I left practice, I was so – I was pleased with us. The competitiveness is is fun. Like – they were getting a little chippy at positions with each other. Uh, they were yelling at Coach Harlow because she was trying to cheat for her team, and Coach a- Ashley was letting her cheat for <laughs> against his team. But it's really good when uh, we have 10 players that can get on the court, and they're pushing each other on a daily basis to, to make our program better. And that's probably something we have not had in the last couple of years that you're going to be able to see is if a kid is struggling, we have depth coming off the bench. Um, and, you know, we, we could potentially be starting three freshmen in a starting lineup, which means that uh, we could br- be bringing two seasoned junior guards off the bench that are very good players. Um, but – uh, the team dynamic is good. I told them after practice yesterday, something is very special about this group is that they like each other 
and they're very willing to celebrate each other's success, and that is hard to find. And I think that's just part, I told them that's nothing that we do, it's who they are as people. And we tried really hard to recruit that, but I, I feel like we finally got it right this year. Let's talk about the uh, returnees. Hina Suzuki, she's the only senior on the team. She's actually a grad student, back for that extra year of eligibility. Then Jade Moore and Alexis Callens, uh, both juniors. Olivia Jones, Skylar Gill, both sophomores this year. What have you seen from the veterans? You know, good leadership, uh, excellent leadership from them. Uh, Sky has really matured um, on and off the court, uh, so she's been a great example. Uh, she was a tremendous leader in practice yesterday. Um, she's a great player, but she understands that in order for our program to be successful, she has to raise the play of those around her and do a good job of just keeping their spirits high, and she's done a good job with that. And uh, Alexis and Jade, um, you know, they're quiet, but they lead by example. They're extremely hard workers. And Hina is Hina. She's going to get out there and do her thing. And I'll tell you what, though, uh, there's some competition at the point guard position, and it's, it's going to be a hard decision for me this week uh, to make. And uh, – but Hina, for the first time in her three years here, she was getting chippy in practice yesterday. And she was feisty. And she was fighting for something. And I like that about her. And uh, so I think we – and it's a good problem to have. We have three very uh, good players that can play that position for us. The newcomers, let's start with the upperclassmen that transferred in. It's two point guards, and we know what point guards mean to, to the way you guys play. Lexus Green comes in from uh, Cal State Bakersfield, all the way from California. And Sarah – Walgamuth, a transfer, uh, she was the Sunshine State Conference co-freshman of the year last year at Florida Southern, I believe it was. But how have they adjusted to life here at UNA? I think uh, Alex, Lex Green, she loves it here. She'll tell you she's from California, and she likes that it's slow. <laughs> uh, so she really likes that, and she loves the people, and she'll tell you that. And if you follow her on social media, you're going to see her by the fountain all the time. She loves something about that fountain and just hanging out. Um, she's got a lot of swag to her game. Um, uh, she has a good feel for the game. Uh, she knows how to run the team. Sometimes maybe a little too swag for me. I'm getting a little bit more old school, I guess. But uh, but she has a good chance to be a starter uh, for us on Monday. Uh, she's had she, – she didn't start the first scrimmage. She started the second one. She played good in the first scrimmage. Uh, she started the game really well in the second scrimmage. Uh, I think you guys will like her. Uh, she's a big play passer. She knows how to run the team. And then the five freshmen, uh, I want to throw this out there. You've recruited back-to-back -back freshman of the year in the A-Sun. Sky's here. Sakai White was the other. She's at the JUCO level right now. I think she's poised to go to a power five if, <laughs> from what I've heard. But what's impressed you most about some of the newcomers? Um, they're good. <laughs> but I don't tell them that very often. So, Emma, Kate, plug your ears. They're pretty talented. But what I like about them is they don't think – just like Emma Kane, I have to tell her every day, I don't think she understands how good she can be if she continues to work. And she is a worker. She's in the gym all the time. She is a worker. That's something that she's done in high school. Her high school coach, Jana Killen, uh, told me that EK started, it was 6 a.m. She wanted to get in the gym. Then it was 5.30. So Jana would get there at 5.30. Then Jana started getting there at 5.30, and EK would already be there breaking a sweat. So we knew that's the type of player we wanted in the program, but I love the freshmen. Um, potentially three freshmen in the starting lineup. It's a little scary, but, but they've, they've earned the right. Uh, they're putting in the work. They're in the gym. Alyssa Clutter, um, Cameron Jones, those three freshmen uh, are likely to be in the starting lineup on Monday. And I've been very pleased with their work ethic on, you know, in our practices, but more importantly, the time that they're willing to put out uh, on their own. I've been a firm believer until kids invest in their own development 
if you make them do it, they won't be the player uh, that they're capable of being. But when they believe in themselves and they invest in themselves, they'll turn it on, and these kids are doing that right now. Coach, before we bring your two players up here, anything you want to add about this year's team and your excitement level? You know, I'm, I'm super excited. Last night I could not sleep. The worst thing you can do is get on the phone and start looking up these Power 5 teams and seeing who they have on their rosters. Uh, but I did that, but I like it. I, I love our schedule. Uh, we've got three Power 5 teams. We've got three non-Division 1s, kind of balance that out a little bit. And then we have a, a tough, uh, just a Division 1 schedule of schools like us. You know, we have Alabama A&M, Southern Miss, Georgia State. We have a nice competitive schedule. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to kicking the season off. Uh, thank you all for being here today and look forward to seeing you Monday, 11 a.m. Uh, come around and, and come scream and be loud with those kids. So look forward to a great basketball season. Thank you all. Before you leave, will you, as the two players come up, will you introduce us to, to them? You know them better than anybody. Okay. All righty. Well, we, we, tell us who's coming up here. That's all right. right. I'm sorry. Skylar Gill, sophomore, uh, preseason, uh, unanimous, uh, all-conference. Uh, she was defensive player of the year a year ago. She's a pain in my rear end some days, but I love her to death. Coach Harlow, I want to give her a shout. She's done a tremendous job in player development. That is something that we pride ourselves on. And this is, I feel like this is the next one. I really hope that we have some freshmen that we might just keep rolling with this freshman of the year honors. This is Emma Kate Tittle. Uh, she won a state championship at Deschler High School last year, and she was uh, state player of the year and MVP. So how about a round of applause for those two? So we welcome up Skylar Gill and Emma Kate Tittle. Let you guys get the headsets on, make sure you guys can hear me okay. There you go. So Skylar, we'll start with you, the veteran named to the Becky Harmon Award watch list, the Cheryl Miller Award watch list. Skylar, what was your reaction to getting those uh, big honors this preseason? Uh, it was special to me, you know. Just having my name on there was special, but I think putting North Alabama's name on there was something really special to me, being able to put my – Put our school's name on that list with all those bigger schools with something really special. School record for blocks a season ago, both in a single season and a, a single game. Co-defensive player of the year with Jazz Bond. A-Sun freshman of the year, all freshman selection. Second team, all A-Sun. What was it like for you now looking back at that freshman year? Uh, you know, it was special. I mean, <laughs> it's something in the past now. We guess you just got to build off of it and do something better this year. What you work team. on this offseason? Uh, running the point forward position was my main goal for this upcoming season and then being a leader, trying to get into the leadership role and help my team the best way I possibly can. What's the, what practice been like with this group so far this year? Oh, it's been fun. It's been real fun. I think what Coach Tiber said, we're real chippy. We like, to, we like to get into it with each other sometimes, but it's fun. Tell us a little bit about Emma Kate Tittle here, a freshman. What, what can UNA fans expect to see out of her? Emma, it was a good one. She's – she does. She does a lot. I'm a little hard on her sometimes because Trevor will have to tell me to calm down sometimes. <laughs> but she's good. She'll help this team a lot. And I'm excited for everybody else to get to see her at this level. And she's really she's a great shooter, great player. She can lead this team. She's going to do great things this year. So, Emma, next for you, Emma Kate Tittle from Tuscumbia, won a state championship at Deschler, 2,000, over 2,000 career points in her high school career. Uh, let's talk about the decision to come to UNA. What made you want to come here? Uh, definitely the people. The location definitely had a factor in it, but it's more the people. I really like the coaching staff, and uh, I love my teammates now, so it's, it was a great decision. Style of play, this offense, a lot of threes, a lot of running. How does that fit your game? 
uh, perfectly. You know, I love to shoot the three, and uh, I try to get down the court fast to the block. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely fits my style of play. What's it been like playing with Skylar so far throughout preseason? <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun. We compete in practice all the time. And, uh, you know, she makes me better. I make her better. And it's, it's been real fun. All right, Skylar, let's wrap it up with this. Uh, what can fans expect to see when we see this team for the first time on Monday? A lot of running, for one. <laughs> and then a lot of block shots. We'll see something good come out with the dub. Emma Kate, for you, I'm sure you'll have a lot of hometown fans. How excited are you to start your career at home inside of Flowers Hall on Monday? Oh, I'm so excited. I hope there's a lot of uh, Tuscumbia people supporting and my family, of course, and it's going to be good. All right, guys, thank you for coming up here. That wasn't too bad, Sky, was it? <laughs> we'll bring up Tony Poolhole next. The fifth season for Coach Poolhole in the UNA men's program. He guided the Lions to the A-Sun Championship just in year number three. Overall, in four seasons, he's coached five all-freshman selections. And this year's team features two of those in Italian Brown and uh, Daniel DJ Ortiz. I think Daniel wants to drop D DJ and just go by Daniel this yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, Coach, what's the feeling around Team 5 as you guys gear up for the season opener on Monday, 6 p.m. against Oakwood? Well, first of all, if you, if you don't mind, if you can – uh, indulge me here a little bit. The first thing I'd like to acknowledge is the fact that uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Coach Chris Willis and uh, his wife Tara and their family. Obviously a, a tough time for them, uh, but they've been tremendous in his 21 years here, tremendous in our community, tremendous with their peers. Uh, but that being said, I would be remiss if I didn't mention now's the time for us also to support and get behind Coach Held and his staff and especially the student athletes with, men's, with, uh, with the football program uh, as they finish up their year. Obviously, they, they've gone through these challenges, but uh, just wanted to make sure I mentioned that before we get moving. Hey, Coach, uh, this year's team, I know there's a lot of excitement for you guys. You a couple of scrimmages in the books. How eager is this team to play somebody else finally? Yeah, I, I think they've done a really good job of, of creating an environment for themselves to just uh, play at their natural best, right? Um, and I think I, that, that – that is something that we really have to commend the, the student athletes for. Um, you know, they, they, they put themselves vulnerable out there. And when I say vulnerability, I don't talk about like, you know, I'm vulnerable, right? It's, it's more about uh, they're creating an environment that uh, allows guys to say, hey, look, I don't know what I'm doing, right? And what can I do now to better my, my, my opportunity on the floor? And I think it's their leadership and they're helping each other out uh, has, has, has shown in the two scrimmages that we've played in, um, you know, uh, it's shown that, that it's something that's really going to benefit for us during the season. Let's talk about your staff. Ahmad Smith and Willie Watson are both back. Carter Heston steps into that third assistant role. It's his second year. Sean Foley's here, director of operations. Uh, Leo's the strength coach. Justin Wakefield, player development. Tommy Holmes, a new video coordinator. So you've got some new faces, but I know it's big having a lot of guys back. Uh, tell us about your staff. Well, first of all, very blessed to have Ahmad and Willie. Obviously, they've been here since day one, right? So, uh, And Ahmad and I go back to our days when we were both assistants in 2004 at Appalachian State. So he's somebody – that I've got a 20-year relationship with and uh, somebody that I trust wholeheartedly. And say, same with Willie. Willie was our graduate manager at, at the University of Alabama when I was there with uh, Anthony Grant. And uh, those two guys have, have just been instrumental in what we're doing. These, the players, I guarantee you, will tell you. Um, you know, Ahmad works on the defensive end of the floor for us, and uh, we've given uh, Willie the opportunity to, to, to run all our offensive stuff. And 
they both have done a really tremendous job of creating uh, the, that, you know, a, a type of atmosphere where the guys are really getting better every day. And that, that's all you ask for, right, is that you get people around you that really do a good job of creating an environment for these student athletes just to get better, right? So all those guys have done a tremendous job from Sean Foley, you know, Carter Heston, who's, who got uh, promoted to assistant uh, this upcoming this year, uh, Sean Foley from a director of basketball operations standpoint, Justin Wakefield, these guys will tell you, has been tremendous for them on the court. Uh, so again, all these guys have, uh, understand their roles and they do it and they do the right things for, for our guys. Let's get to know this team a little bit. Seven returnees, eight newcomers. What's it been like putting this roster together and getting this group ready to play on Monday? Yeah, I think what's, what's most important uh, when, we, when we were thinking about putting this together is we wanted to make sure that the basketball culture was always intact, right? So uh, I think when, when you got guys, and you got two of these men here today with you in uh, Damian Forrest and K.J. Johnson, uh, uh, Damian Forrest, for example, last year was a, a, a tough year for him as far as adjusting to all the new things. But you could already see early on this year, it's, it's, it's so easy for him. It's becoming much easier. And that's a tribute to him, right? He has put himself in a position to, to, be, to just compete in that fashion. K.J. Johnson, uh, to be honest with you, was a pain in my tail when, we, when he was at Lipscomb. And I, I hated going up against him because one of the things that K.J. does extremely well is he puts the pressure on officials to make calls. Uh, and he understands how to run a team. And he's already proven that in our two scrimmages. Uh, so I can tell you right now from a leadership standpoint, these two guys right here, when you hear them speak, you're going you're gonna to hear a lot about that. You're going to hear a lot of we and us, uh, how, they, how they've been able to put all these things together and help those newcomers come in and, and just gel. Let's start with the returnees. Damian Forrest, you just mentioned. Will Susie, Detalian Brown, Daniel Ortiz, all freshmen last year. Sawyer Wright from Tuscumbia. Dorajag Balsi, Dallas Howell, the lefty. How big was this offseason for them? Yeah, well, we, we gave some challenges, right, um, to, to all our guys. How, how do we get better? And, um, you know, obviously you had Susie and, and, and DJ or Daniel uh, last year had to – had to play a different role as the year went on. And uh, I think that was beneficial for them because they had to play at an extremely high level on a day in and day out basis. So I think they really benefited from those opportunities. Uh, the other guys, they knew that they know their roles and, and now the, the whole focus was how do, we, how do we better that opportunity? And uh, they did a tremendous job in the off season to get better, no question. Newcomers, four freshmen, four transfers. Let's start with the freshmen. How ready did they arrive to play? Well, three freshmen. Three freshmen, uh, excuse me. So, yeah, so um, I can tell you right now, the one that will definitely stand out, um, and, and I think all three of them will, will, will definitely contribute to the program, but uh, Jakari Lane has done a tremendous job of coming in and showing a lot of poise from the point guard position. He's a kid from Huntsville Lee, won a state championship player, you know, MVP of the game. Uh, I can tell you right now, he's, 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 he has a poise about him as a freshman that's really, really impressive. Aiden Cool from Colorado uh, to us, he's a sharpshooter from the, from the perimeter. Our first scrimmage, inter-squad scrimmage, uh, kid shot five of six from three, right? And, I mean, did a really good job of uh, just integrating himself into the team. And then Bryson Dawkins, uh, to me, human highlight film, right? He is an explosive athlete, 
from Dothan, and I, I guarantee you a lot of people are going to enjoy watching these three guys compete. The transfers, a couple of JUCOs, a guy from Wyoming via Ireland, KJ coming down from Lipscomb. Uh, what have they brought? Oh, um, leadership, right, experience. Uh, they've, been, they've been around the block. They've, uh, they've competed at the, at the highest level. Um, again, like I said, KJ was a, a pain in our tail because uh, I remember our, his first game as a freshman, and we recruited him when he was in high school, by the way, and uh, I'm thankful that he's with us. Uh, but I can tell you right now, that first game, I'll never forget it. I think he scored like 15 points in the first half. Uh, he came in and just was a gangbuster out there on his own. And um, I'm, I'm just thankful that he's on our team as well as Owen. All right, Coach, you got two players with us. We're going to hear from them next, but first introduce them to us as sure. they make their uh, way out. Obviously, the, the, uh, mound, the mound round of rebound, uh, Damian Forrest, the 6'9 junior from, from Colorado, and then obviously the other junior, 6'3 point guard, K.J. Johnson. We'll hear from them next. Thank you very much, Coach Poolhole. So we got Damian Forrest with us, a junior checking in at six foot nine from Fort Collins, Colorado, his second year at UNA, one of the top rebounders on the team last season. KJ Johnson, a transfer from Lipscomb, from Lewisburg, Tennessee, played his last couple years up at Lipscomb. We're excited he's in the right purple this year. And Damian, let's start with you, a returnee. What's been the feeling around the team at practice so far? Um, yeah, practice has been it's it's been going really well, almost surprisingly well. Like we get chippy, but. Um, like, we, we get chippy, we get into it, we get super competitive, but at the end of the day, we all go in that locker room and we're brothers. And having such a, a new team, having transfers coming from other high-level Division ones from Lipscomb, from Wyoming, having JUCO transfers, having these high school guys come in as well as mixing that in with the returners, um, it's going uh, amazingly well just in the locker room, having everybody gel uh, after practice like that. Daniel Ortiz, let's talk about him. Freshman year was unbelievable. Led the team in scoring, one of the top scorers in the A-Sun. What have you seen from him this offseason and preseason? Well, Daniel Ortiz is obviously um, – he is just a, a absolutely skilled basketball player, absolutely gifted, talented, um, one of the best bucket getters I've ever met in my life. And it is, it's, it's really not a matter of basketball. His, his growth has been in leadership. His growth has been in being a good role model for the new guys, being a good role model and a good example setter for the rest of the team. Um, and he has grown exponentially in that, in that sort of realm. And it's been really, really great for our team growth and our team development to, uh, to see him grow that way. And for you, where'd you work on this off season? Uh, I think it was a mixture. I, I think I needed to, um, I had a lot of working, I had a lot of working on uh, my, my personal skills, a lot of working in the post, being more confident in my game. Um, Working on my jump shot, I really did work on a lot of aspects of my game, a lot of different aspects. But uh, um, a big part of it was also working on my my role as a leader coming into uh, this new year, coming into uh, a leadership place where I need to be able to guide these freshmen coming in and help these new guys, these new transfers, uh, gel with the team. And it's been um, it's been a really a really long but a really uh, really successful process of just kind of developing all these different areas of my game in my. Uh, uh, role off the court. Introduce us to KJ here. What's he brought? Oh, KJ, he is, I mean, he another one of the just most natural, talented basketball players I've ever met in my life. Uh, natural bucket getter, but not only that, he's a seasoned veteran from another Division One team, another really good Division One team, and he has just um, brought a lot of good basketball talent on the floor as well as leadership off the court. KJ, let's jump over to you, introduce you to everybody. How quick was this program to kind of welcome you in? 
Oh, it, it was very quick. Uh, I, I kind of already had a, a good relationship with uh, a lot of the coaches because, like uh, Pujo said, uh, they recruited me right, right out of high school. And, like, just first meeting them, like, they were re really family-oriented. That's what meant a lot to me because they not only, like, built that relationship of trust with me, they built it with my family. So that kind of made it easy for me, especially, like, when I entered the portal, kind of just knowing that, like, the coaches are uh, behind my back and, and, you know, I can trust them and they're really family-oriented. So, What's it been like seeing this team come together from the time you guys arrived in June to now today getting ready to play on Monday? Oh, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Um, like you said, um, I've, I've seen a lot of people grow already. Uh, Dame, for, I mean, I've played against them for two, two years in the conference, and I, can, I, I immediately saw, like, the, the amount of skills that he's, he's, he's got better at, like, Overall, he's improved his whole game. And, and just the freshmen that we brought in and, and transfers and everybody, I think everybody is doing a good job of, you know, pushing each other in practice to, to get better. And like he said, it gets chippy, but it, it makes us better overall. So, What do you feel like you've brought to the mix this year? Uh, I, I immediately wanted to bring, you know, the leadership role. I'm, I talked to all the coaches about that. Uh, I immediately wanted to come in, you know, make an impact on the team, like not only on the court but off the court as well. So uh, just being that leader and that voice, um, I just feel like that's a, that's a great role for me coming in. Damon, have you guys talked much about what it would be to be the first team to make the NCAA tournament? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, um, having this – having coming into, the, into this season, finally being eligible to make the tournament, I mean, uh, one of the biggest events in all of college sports, of course, it gives you, it gives you uh, butterflies in your stomach thinking about being able to make uh, such significant school history like being able to be the first team to make it to the tournament. Um, but on the other side of that coin, that is such that that goal, while attainable, of course, and something that we want to achieve is so far removed um, right now. That's something we're going to be worried about come March. Right now, we need to worry about our game come Monday. We need to worry about how practice is going to go tomorrow. We need to worry about just taking it one day at a time and doing what we need to do, getting better one day at a time and getting what we need done. And that will uh, in turn lead to us being able to achieve what we want in the tournament or post-game play. KJ, just a few more practices. What can fans expect to see on Monday night inside of Flowers Hall out of this team? Uh, offensively, just the team is going to, you know, push the ball. Uh, we got a lot of great guards that can get downhill and create for others. So uh, offensively, we're just going to up-tempo, you know, and get the ball inside the Dame. He's, he's very great on offensively and defensively. But, and then defensively, just a team that's, you know, going to be aggressive on the ball, you know, pressuring and, and just trying to turn over teams to uh, create offensive opportunities too. Guys, we appreciate you so much coming up and talking with us. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. They'll be around afterwards. You guys can meet them if you hadn't had a chance to. I think Coach Pulo and Coach Tiber are both still here. Let's jump into our other coaches. Let's talk some volleyball next. We'll bring up Tristan Johnson. The Lions are back at home this weekend, taking on Liberty on Friday night at 6 p.m., Queens on Sunday at uh, 1 p.m. They're coming off of two matches against UCA this week, one at home, one on the road. Unfortunately, we dropped both of those. But, coaches, you join us up here. Uh, what can we take away from this past week, the, the two losses against UCA? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of growth, I think, for sure, just based on Wednesday's match at home. Uh, didn't, didn't quite go the way that we had hoped. First set went extremely well, and we competed really well and didn't execute at the end of that set and uh, kind of dropped off the next two. But then on uh, Sunday, you know, we spent the rest of the week really trying to focus in on executing the scouting report and understanding what we needed to do. And for the first two sets, we did that. And we went up 2-0, uh, 
uh, at their place. Uh, I knew before the match that they were going to be playing for a spot in the conference tournament, so they'd have a lot to play for still. Um, and, you know, they competed hard. I felt like they made some adjustments, and uh, we we were a little bit late in uh, getting figured out what we needed to do. And then down in the fifth set, uh, you know, 10-10 in the fifth, and, you know, it's tough tough to close. But uh, anyway, a lot of growth there. You know, it was I thought it was good. Uh, I think it shows a lot of maturity and just growth for the program that we had as difficult as a night of a night as we did on Wednesday, but then we were able to turn it back around and uh, be as competitive as we were on Sunday. I think that's another step forward for us as we continue to build. You guys had a unique week in that you played Central Arkansas twice last week, and then football was in Conway on Saturday, and you guys were able to go to the game after you fought through some traffic. I believe you guys sat on uh, the interstate for about an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, we were texting. You were on at halftime. We were able to get you on. But but the team doesn't get to go to a lot of football games because you, you guys are usually on the road or you're gearing up to play at home. But you, they sat through the rain. They cheered on the Lions. How big was it for them to get to experience a football game this year? Yeah, I surprised them with that, and they were super pumped. Uh, you know, they're – Obviously, they're big football fans, and, and I mean, that's that's part of the college experience, right, that every student, much less student-athlete, loves to do is to go to football games, is, you know, and to do that on the road, I think they would have taken less rain and warmer weather, but I think the football team probably would have as well, uh, but I was pretty comfortable. I was with you, and then I was with Dr. Looney. I, I was pretty dry, but... Uh, after it was over, they didn't think it was very funny. But uh, And then Dr. Looney threw me under the bus yesterday in our staff meeting, so I appreciate that. Uh, but in any case, the girls love – I mean, I, no kidding, we got to the start of the fourth quarter and we had to go to dinner, and, and it was raining and it was it was pretty chilly out. And they were – I mean, they were begging to stay. I mean, they were like, Coach, can we just stay a little bit longer? And uh, I was like, guys, we, we got to go eat. We got a game tomorrow. But they, you know, they love – I mean, it, uh, they just love being here and they love supporting the football team and – uh, they loved getting that opportunity uh, to do that. And we did the same thing last spring with softball. We were able to go watch the softball team play at Alabama State. I just think that it really helps build a lot of, I mean, just continue to build the culture and camaraderie here that we have for one another. So, Talk about a couple of players. We've talked about Taylor Floyd a lot. She's been one of your most consistent players. But how big was it getting her younger sister Katie going against UCA? Yeah, I talked about this a little bit with you at halftime uh, at the football game. You know, I, I – not, I guess not a ton of people know this, but going into conference play, we, were, we started the season extremely, extremely well. We were 10 and two, and uh, Katie had to have her tonsils removed. She had to have an immediate tonsil surgery. And so uh, losing her was a, was a pretty big hit to us going into league play. And I think Sunday was really the first time that I've seen her be back at the level that she was at whenever she had to have her surgery. And I mean, it's part of the game. It's part of competing. It can happen to anybody on any team, but uh, it was good to see her kind of get back into her rhythm uh, and, and physically play at the level that she's played at in the past. This week you guys announced a locker sponsor program, an opportunity to get involved and help support the volleyball program. But what can you tell us about this fundraising drive? Yeah, we're just trying to continue to provide opportunities for our girls to, you know, I, when we really, when we started the, you know, talking about the locker room space and the lockers and things like that, we wanted to just continue to make what area they already had, which is a great, a great space. We wanted to continue to make it, um, you know, something even more special for them. And so we are doing that now and, and just looking to continue to grow that uh, effort to create a space where they can cultivate relationships and grow. And, uh, you know, this is a, a time whenever they're going to meet the bridesmaids in their wedding and, and some of their best friends. And so we want to have a space available for them to do that. 
this weekend at home, Friday against Liberty, then Sunday at Queens, 6 p.m. on Friday. Hope to see you all out at Flowers Hall, 1 p.m. Sunday. We've got a busy stretch. Volleyball Friday, football Saturday, volleyball Sunday, two basketball games Monday. So there's a lot of opportunities to get out there and support. But tell us about these Liberty and Queens teams that we'll see inside of Flowers Hall. Yeah, do your laundry. A lot of UNA this weekend. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Liberty's in first right now in the league. Uh, they're doing extremely well. Uh, they're they're a solid team. I think that they're gonna you know they bring in a lot of confidence. They've dropped a couple matches to to teams that we actually had beaten, and so I, I think that it's gonna be obviously a competitive match. I think it's an opportunity for us to continue to take another step forward. Uh, that's what that's what really we've been working on and talking about is just taking more steps forward. And I think we we did a tremendous job last week of taking a big step forward, and and the girls really learning. We're learning every day just the expectation and the level of competitiveness that it takes in order to compete for championships and so I think it's another opportunity for us to do that and then on Sunday uh, have Queens at home uh, another team that I think we're gonna you know will be a competitive match um, but gonna have to you know the the expectation that I have for them and that we are continuing to to grow at is that it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net our level of commitment to you know our uh, discipline competitiveness the expectations the same you know and, and for us to execute what we need to do so Looking forward to it, Coach. Thank you very much. Thanks. Appreciate the time. Talk some cross-country next. We'll bring up Jeremy Province. The men and women competed at the A-Sun Championships last week in Huntsville at John Hunt Park. Talk about those results with him. They have the NCAA Regional coming up in a couple of weeks, and I guess technically you guys will be the first team to compete in an NCAA event. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, Coach, let's start on the men's side of things. Seventh place finished at the A-Sun Championships. How pleased were you with those results? It was a good run for the guys. Uh, you know, we talked about going in that, uh, you know, we kind of did a little scouting report of, you know, teams that we thought, you know, that we either, either had faced during the regular season or, you know, teams that we thought on paper we were better than. Um, you know, we kind of pegged that seventh was going to be a good day for us. There were a few other teams in there where we thought if we ran, you know, our, uh, our best race of the year, you know, and everybody stepped up and, and competed, uh, you know, at their best that we might might be able to move up a few spots. But, you know, it wasn't our greatest day as a team, but we still, I think, uh, performed very well, uh, came out in seventh spot. And I think, you know, the message to the guys was, you know, it, it's a fine line. You know, it's a very competitive conference, um, but also we're, we're a really good team. You know, I mean, we, we didn't run our best and we still came away, uh, you know, ahead of a lot of teams that are, that are good teams, you know. And so, um, so I was very, really pleased with the overall uh, results on the men's side. Evan Allen was, again, the top finisher. We've talked about him, I think, every week that we've done this. But he finished 48th at the A-Sun Championships last year. This year he finished 16th, becoming the first men's runner to earn all-conference honors, finishing on the third team all-A-Sun. But how big has his evolution just been from last year to this? Yeah, it's, it's – he's – you know, again, the talent's always been there, um, the work ethic, all of the – you know, he does everything – at an elite level in terms of preparation and just getting himself in position. The, the big key was just developing his confidence, you know, and, and you know, he, he struggled. I, I think I've mentioned it before. He was from a really small town in Tennessee, won every race for probably a minute and a half. And so he really struggled with coming to college and, and you know, running as a pack and, and not just not being at the front of every race, you know, and just having to compete for every spot that, that you know, every, every spot in every race. And so that's just been one of those things that we've just worked on, uh, and he's, he's really embraced, uh, you know, just, just coming to practice and, and going to some of these races and just uh, and learning and trusting in the process. And so I'm just super happy that he's, 
you know, he's he's performing the way he has. I mean, I I told him coming in that he had every, you know, he had every had the possibility to to kind of see you know see him as a as an all conference runner to to go to regionals, be all region, and, and potentially make the national meet. You know, we talked about that early on, and it's good to see the the progress and that he's he's kind of on track to hopefully do do some of those other things I just mentioned. One more race, and again, you guys find yourselves ranked in the South Region Poll. There's five SEC teams ranked, two schools from the ACC. You guys checked in at 14th. Uh, how excited were the guys to reenter the region rankings? Yeah, they, we, we felt like we, we dropped out, you know, in like, like the fourth ranking, which was, you know, we, 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 sh we should have been there the whole time, right? So the guys, they, they were just, you know, they, they were happy to, to be back into the rankings. Um, but, but, again, that's – you know, that's validation that what we're doing, uh, others are taking notice, but it doesn't change who we are and what we need to do to get ready for the regional race in two weeks. And so, um, you know, we pat ourselves on the back, congratulate each other. It's, it's, you know, we had a good run at conference, but it's back to work and trying to get ready for uh, the regional race. Let's jump over to the women's side. An 11th place finished at the A-Sun Championships. And take us a little deeper. You see 11th and you might wonder about that, but it was a really strong race that they ran. Yeah, so, you know, you look at things on paper, and obviously 11th, that is not where we wanted to finish. Um, but, again, when you dive deeper into things, we were very, you know, the, we actually had a faster team average than two teams ahead of us. Um, you know, we, we had our fast, you know, fastest women team average in program history. We had three girls that set massive PRs. I mean, you know, f when you look at it, like, it was, it was our best race of the year. Uh, and so now none of that matters. You know, we still finished 11th, you know, and that's, that's, that's you know, you, you got to line it up and race, and, and the best teams will come out ahead. But at the same time, there was a huge gap from where we finished last year to the rest of the field. Uh, and, and this year, really, there's, there's three or four teams in front of us that, you know, on any given day, um, you know, we, we could go, re, you know, race again and, and be ahead of. So we know we're in the mix. You know, it's been, we took a nice step forward this year, uh, you know, at the conference meet. Um, you know, we're right there. We're very close. Uh, we just got to continue to work hard and, and trust in the process and believe in each other. And, and um, you know, if we continue to do that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm extremely optimistic about where this group is headed. Um, so we, we had, and, and then on top of that, we had our top five girls were all sophomores, you know, and we feel really good about the recruiting class we have coming back. So, you know, def, definitely happy with, with um, you know, when you look at things and dive into it, happy with how the women perform. All right, so coming up next for both teams, the NCAA Regional in Huntsville. Last year we hosted, but you guys couldn't run in the race. How fired up is everybody to get to go to Huntsville and this year compete in it? Yeah, it'd be nice to, to actually, instead of, uh, you know, all of them having to work the race and watch everybody else run, it'd be actually for, it'd be nice to line up and get to, get to compete. And, you know, it, it's just one of those things, you know, right now we're pretty tired. We've got some that are a little banged up, you know, from whether it was, at, you know, post-conference or even just nursing little injuries going into conference. Um, but I told them, like, everybody's tired at this point, right? It's been a long season. Uh, there's a lot of teams out there, I mean, that in same, same place that we are. Uh, and so we're just going to have to take care of ourselves and, uh, and make sure that, um, you know, we're prepared as best we can be for next weekend. Um, and just enjoy the opportunity. You know, it's, it's again, it's, this is a new experience. Uh, the NCAA Regional Championship event is, you know, that's the qualifying round to go to nationals. And uh, you have to earn your right to get into the national meet. And so, um, you know, this is just one of those. It's a new experience for all of those guys and girls on the roster. So we're just going to go in, make sure we're prepared heading into to the race and, uh, and continue to be ourselves and, and run the race that we feel like is going to put us in the best position to, to perform our best. Was that two weeks from now? 
It's a little less than. A little yeah. less than that. Well, yeah. hey, good luck when you guys get there. All right, appreciate it. All right, we'll wrap things up with our interim football coach, Ryan Held. He's here to talk some UNA football with us. The Lions return home to Brawley Stadium for the first time in 42 days. Austin P coming to Florence for the first time since 1977. Uh, this is actually the first of three interviews that Coach Held and I will do uh, today over the next couple of hours as we gear up for some of our pregame coverage and some <coughs> other things that we're doing. But, Coach, what's been the message to the program the last few days as you guys gear up for this final three-game push? Well, I also want to say a few things. Uh, you know, we really appreciated Coach Johnson bringing the volleyball team uh, to our Central Arkansas game. That's awesome, just the support, um, you know, supporting each other. Um, you know, we really pre appreciated that and uh, wish the basketball teams good luck this year, get after it, um, cross country, get after it, um, finish up strong. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I want to reiterate, you know, Chris Willis is a – uh, a good friend of mine and, and um, gave me an opportunity to come here. And uh, I never would have been here if it wasn't for him. And so we're praying for him and, and uh, Miss Tara and, and uh, you know, because obviously it's not an easy time. He's, he's done a lot for this program and community. And, um, but he'll, he'll land on his feet and uh, big things ahead with his family and himself uh, moving forward. But, uh, you know, it's been crazy. Uh, Dr. Looney came to me on Sunday and asked me if, uh, you know, I wanted to, to, uh, to take the reins here to, to finish this deal out. And uh, I can tell you I didn't hesitate one second to do it. Um, you know, this is a program that we've been really close, uh, as I think we all know. Um, and, uh, you know, it's one of those deals. I've been a head coach at five different colleges, so uh, it isn't my first rodeo doing this. Uh, but it's, it's about the kids at the end of the day, and they put so much time and effort into this. Um, but we all know it is a performance-based uh, business, and, uh, you know, we all sign up for it when, you, when you're a coach. And, uh, you know, we all, that's, that's, that's what it is. And uh, changes happen. You know, I've dealt with it last year uh, at the University of Nebraska. Um, so, you know, we all, that's what we go through. But uh, at the end of the day, I can tell you, uh, that the coaches have stepped up. Um, our players have been awesome. I can tell you this, if you come out and watch a practice, you wouldn't think we were 1-7. And, and, uh, and, and that's what it's got to be. We're going to empty the battery for 19 days, and we're going to give it everything we got to get this deal where it needs to be to finish it out the right way. And people say, what do you have to play for? There's a lot to play for, right? Uh, we're going to play for Coach Willis. We're going to play for this university. Uh, there's a lot of great football players. There's a lot of great alumni that have worn the helmet that take a lot of pride. There's administration takes a lot of pride. You're all here. Uh, so there's a lot to play for. Uh, and if you're a competitor, uh, there, there's still three games they put the score up, right? There's a score. Uh, there's a winner and a loser. Uh, so you got to be able to go out there and, and uh, uh, put yourself in position. And it starts this week, uh, Ben. It has been 42 days. Uh, where we can get sleep in our own bed and get in front of our own crowd. And, um, you know, we got to go out there. We got to play with enthusiasm. We got to play with passion. We got to play smart uh, and play the game how it's supposed to be played. And that's what we're doing in practice. Um, I'm going to be my own guy um, and do what I got to do along with our coaches to get this to where we can go out and, 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 and make everybody happy when you see the, the product out on the field. Even though there's certain things you can't control, we can't control the past. We definitely can control the future, uh, and we're going to go out there and give it everything we got for 19 days. We're going to empty that battery. I promise you that.
Last Saturday, Shunderick Powell became UNA's first 1,000-yard rusher since 2015. That was Lamonte Thompson. He's up to 1,115 yards. That ties him for fifth all-time with Kenyatta Jones. Everybody remembers Kenyatta for back in the day uh, for most yards in a single season. He's 351 yards away from Tyrone Rush's single-season record set back in 1993. Coach, give us some insight into what it's like coaching and watching Shunderick run the football. Uh, I mean, that guy, he's – I love him. I mean, it's Powell. I mean, he has the million-dollar smile, um, and it all correlates. You know, obviously he's a, he's a freak athlete, but he works hard in the weight room. I mean, he, he pays the price, um, and he's a dog. I mean, the play he made against Eastern Kentucky uh, where it got tipped, and it was a choice. He made a choice. It's my ball or the other team's ball, maybe for a pick six. He rips the ball out, and you thought it was done there. No, he ripped it off for 12 more yards, got a first down, then scored the next play. Uh, you know, he's just a guy that, that he is a home run hitter. Anytime he gets the ball, he can go all the way. And um, I'm, I'm glad he's on our team. Noah Walters, freshman quarterback. Uh, what's his improvement continuing to look like? Yeah, you know, he's, he's gotten better. You know, last week we had a few drops in the game and, and a few, you know, other things that happened. You know, we didn't throw for as much statistically, but, you know, we probably left a couple hundred yards on the, on the table uh, last week. And, uh, but, you know, he's, he's – you know, he's gotten better. I mean, he's got his helmet ripped off, bloody nose, and, Coach, I'm not coming out. I mean, that's a true freshman that, uh, that, that's going to do that. He's a, a Nebraska kid, you know, tough Midwest guy, and, I mean, he don't make excuses. He wants to get back out there and get it done, and I love going to work with him every day. And, uh, you know, his future's bright, you know. Uh, whoever, whoever has this, this, uh, this title moving forward is, is going to have a great young quarterback to, to build on. Austin P on Saturday, uh, the governor's coming into town. Uh, tell us a little bit about them and what they look like. Well, defensively, they're uh, the fifth-ranked team, and I think defense in the country, giving up about 265 yards a game. Uh, so, you know, we got a work cut out for us, um, you know, that way. But, you know, again, if you're a competitor and you're a challenger, let's find ways to score points, uh, get it done, and make it a, make it a you, know, you know, physical game, which they want to play, and that's what we want to play. Defensively, we know we've got to get better. I mean, we've got to be able to swarm to the ball. We've got to tackle. We've got to know where our gaps are, um, not give up the big plays. And I, I just want to see the North Alabama helmet on defense flying to the ball and hitting on each other's hats and playing with emotion. It's an emotional game on defense. A little bit different than offense. We'll play with emotion, but you've got to be a little more, you know, key, you know keened in and, you know, you can't be crazy like on defense. Uh, and then special teams, we've got to be better. We've been working a lot of technique and fundamentals, going back to the basics. Um, but, again, we're excited. The players have been awesome. Everybody here has been awesome. I, I can't tell you how many people have sent me text messages and emails, hey, we're here for you. And at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. We can, again, we can only control the next 19 days, and then whatever happens, Dr. Looney's got to – you know, he's, this is a big hire for him, all right? This is a monumental hire for him because football program, I think we all know that's a, a big deal at any university. So he's got a tough choice, all right? Um, so, you know, that's part of the deal. Uh, but I, I, I really appreciate you, Dr. Looney. Um, you know, selfishly, uh, my whole life, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a Division One head football coach. And you, I got three opportunities um, you know, and uh, so I'm going to make the most of it and get after it and make this place proud as much as we can to finish it out, uh, play for Coach Willis in this program, and uh, let's see what happens. We'll roll the ball out there and, at 4.01, and let's get after it. 4.02. 4.02, my bad. 4.02 kickoff time. That's the TV kick time. I want to make sure we get that right. <laughs> Coach, thank you so much. Best of luck on Saturday. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
Uh, thanks, everybody, for coming out. Well, a busy weekend. We hope to see you out, and we'll see you guys again in two weeks.